So professional. Hi, I'm Lisa. <laughs> Hi, I'm Julie. And this is Sober, Sober Chicks, Chicks Recovery. Recovery. <laughs> we just had a whole discussion on what were we calling ourselves again? What's the name of our show? I'm a little confused because there's somewhere in one of these social media things it's two sober chicks, but I think the page is called Sober Chicks Recovery, so don't. Yeah. I'm not really sure. We better get that sorted out before a serious satellite radio comes knocking on we our door put, like a little sticker up here on our sound levels so that we can always remember the title that's a good idea for next time all right so this time we're going to talk about a um, little bit about sponsors not the dirt although all our sponsors are tuning in well not all of them because some of mine are dead um so <laughs> we're going to talk about sponsors hates my guts uh-oh just kidding she might listen we're going to talk about yeah sponsors and sponsor shopping I was always taught, ask a person to be your sponsor that has something you want. Meaning, when you look at someone, do you see joy? Do you see an ease of living? Are they funny? Are they personable? Do they know a lot of people? How do they work their program? Because we all know people that have decades of sobriety that are just miserable dinks sitting in the corner. Like, that's not something I want. So length of time doesn't necessarily correlate to um, quality of sobriety. Right. I love that um, discussion about quality versus quantity of sobriety. Because I have seen some people with a year sobriety um, have done a lot of work and continue to do their work. And they're generally well-adjusted, happy, content people. And I've seen some people with 30 years sobriety and they are miserable and they seem like they hate their life. And I want to offer them a beverage. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, not the type of sobriety I wanted. When I first came in... If you're sober, please have a drink. <laughs> Those kind of people. Uh, when I first came in, I, I thought it was, a, oh, I want somebody who has a great job and they have a nice house because I want what they have. So I, you know, there was a lot of work that I needed to do before I figured out, oh, they mean spiritual life and contented sobriety and peace and all those things I didn't have. There is also uh, a question a lot of newcomers have about what the deal, what the hell is the deal with a temporary sponsor versus a sponsor? Temporary sponsors are people in a group that either are identified during the meeting or afterwards that are there solely to help the newcomer that needs to hold on for dear life to their sobriety until they sort of get a sense of the program. And sometimes they can turn into your full-time sponsor, but they just disclose upfront that they are available to be working with you immediately. And then at some point you can either stay with them if you have a discussion with them and that's something they're amenable to, or you can move on and find someone else. Um, I had a temporary sponsor and when I found the person I wanted to sponsor me, I was terrified to break up with her. Like just, it it wrecked me for days. And when I finally got up enough courage to tell her, she was like, oh honey, that's great. I wish you all the best. And I was like, oh, that's it? Mm -hmm. huh. That's called ego, mm -hmm. right? We think that um, <laughs> us not wanting to work with the sponsor is going to be devastating to them. And it is to some. Yeah. I know people where it's been quite a problem. It's caused quite a rift. But that actually has nothing to do with the person that's breaking up with the sponsor. No. If any of my sponsees came to me and said they move on, I'd be like, you know what, sister, you go, yep. rock it out. If we have come to the end of what you have learned from me and you need to go up another level or you need to get something I'm not giving you, please go and get it. I usually start with that, actually, when I first begin to work with somebody. 
Um, I let them know that if ever we reach a point where they feel that um, I don't have what they want anymore or they meet somebody uh, in the room and they're like, wow, I never even thought about that and it's a whole different level of recovery and you want to switch it up, then go for it. Just let me know because, you know, in recovery, people do die and disappear. So if you disappear, I want to know that you disappeared and you're working with another sponsor. Um, so sponsor shopping. Um, so I don't, I don't recommend it, sponsor shopping, um, unless there's some huge, horrible, horrible problem. But the thing is, is that when we're new in recovery, uh, we tend to think that the problem is always somebody else. It's not us, which is usually why, uh, for myself, I would change sponsors because all of a sudden you weren't telling me what I wanted to hear. So is that what you mean by sponsor shopping? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you're telling me not to date? Okay, I'm going to go get a new sponsor. Oh, you're telling me that uh, mar- smoking marijuana uh, while I'm not drinking is really not, you know, being honest about being clean and sober? Oh, I don't like that. Uh, I'm going to get another sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so... For me, what I had to learn was I'm not going to always like what my sponsor has to say, but since I've chosen this person as my trusted guide in recovery, I did that for a reason because they're sober and I'm not, and I'm struggling and they seem to not be struggling. So obviously they have something that I wanted. So I've, I made a commitment to stick with it for a year, you know, try it out for a year and um, always look at why do I want to escape? If I want to fire this sponsor, what's the reason? Um, Just like when you're doing your steps, you know, always looking when you do your fourth and fifth step, your 10th step, what is my part in this? Because I cannot afford to blame other people when things go wrong. I have to look for my part in it. Mm -hmm. And knowing too that sponsors aren't the holy grail. My sponsor isn't a god. I'm not a god. Uh, They're will be fundamental differences in advice and taking that advice, not letting someone abuse you or run over your own gut feelings or intuition. But again, that takes time and recovery Mm. to know, is this coming from a place of self-protection from my ego? Or is there something fundamentally not right with what's going on here? Um, So I guess not putting anybody on a platform but more so the way I look at my sponsor is like a spiritual mentor. Mm -hmm. And I don't like some of the stuff she says sometimes. And then, you know, I let it simmer for a bit or sorry, marinate for a bit. And I'll go, oh, she's right. Like I remember calling her one time really upset a year ago that my credit score had dropped from like excellent to very good. But I was mad because the representative on the phone said that my credit would not be checked. And then he was mistaken and so my credit was checked I think it was for a credit increase I have no mm-hmm. idea and so I was just like furious and I remember texting her and she's like ah poor you it's kind of like having the problem where your fridge is not big enough to fit all your food <laughs> <laughs> and I was like <gasps> I was so upset and then as I started to think about it I thought oh my god she's totally right why am I so angry about this yeah have you heard that expression first world problems yes that's kind of what that reminds me of. Yeah. I hope that's not a bad, is that a bad term to say that? First world problem? No, I think it's, um, it's commenting on the fact that we can get stuck in our own head as to what's bad, but mm. then recognizing the world view or world perspective on yeah. it. Getting stuck in our own privilege. Yes. Right? Thinking, yeah, thinking that it, we're so hard done by. Yeah. And that's 
that was often what got me into so much trouble with was self-pity and delusion and blame thinking that I was so hard done by and life was so hard for me and if you had my problems you'd drink like I did too um yeah so the the um I've had two relapses and the um the last recovery hopefully this will be my last time um I made a commitment to my sponsor because my sponsor asked me what's different this time because I took the same sponsor back. I asked if he would take me back and he said, what's different this time, which is a great question. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I said, uh, I'm done trying to do it my way. I finally realized that my way alone isn't working and I'm ready to follow the suggestions that you give me because I had balked at the suggestions before. Anytime that I have gone to a sponsor and said, yeah, but... Or, oh, that doesn't work for me because it usually has something to do with my ego. Like, I'm so important that I can't, you know, take your suggestion. Or I think I know better. If I knew better, I probably wouldn't be in this situation asking you for help. Um, I also want to comment on, (laughs) sounds so serious. Uh, I was dumped by one of my sponsors at a very, very critical point in my life and in my sobriety because my sponsor felt like I wasn't living in the will of God, which is super tricky because I don't know if you know what the will of God is, but I don't. I can understand the will of God being for a person's greater good, but she was commenting directly on some of the things I was doing to heal myself from my divorce. And they were very difficult. And she made a point of saying, if you were in God's will, it wouldn't be this difficult, which is not true. I mean... I'm a Christian woman, unapologetically, and the Bible is rife with God's chosen people having very difficult things to overcome. So I was sponsorless for about seven months, and then I asked uh, someone else to be my sponsor, and it worked out great, and then we got to a point where I wasn't getting what I needed from her, so I moved on to the sponsor that I'm with now, and who is amazing, and I love her, and I feel like I'm going to be with her for a really long time. But having multiple, how do I say this? Having multiple sponsors but not at the same time Mm. is not necessarily a bad thing. You don't have to pick someone for life. Mm. And I don't expect the the women that I sponsor to be with me for life. I understand that relationships are for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. You don't usually know that until they end or you're dead. So (laughs) It's interesting that you bring that up because I've actually, and maybe you've had this experience too, as a sponsor, I'm I'm a sponsee. Um, but I'm also a sponsor and, um, you know, I'm this, I'm a sponsee cause I need somebody to check my, help me check my own thinking mm-hmm. and I'll be 30 years sober and I will still need a sponsor. I will still need to check in with somebody. I think that, uh, you're, you're, you're walking into dangerous territory. If you get to a point and you're like, ah, I'm okay. I don't need a sponsor. <laughs> Nobody is ever that sober that they don't, that they don't need a sponsor. No. And that's another <clears throat> good tip. Don't pick a sponsor that doesn't have a sponsor yes and don't pick a new sponsor i mean don't dump your old sponsor until you have a new sponsor um i've i've reached the point with with um several people in recovery where um they they kept coming to me with the same problems over and over and over again and finally i had to fire them and it's an awful way to look at it um and i try not to put it in those terms but i i just get to a point where i say you know what i i don't think that I have um, the experience that you that you need because I've given you everything I have. I've given you my, all my experience 
and um, you still keep making uh, the same choices over again. So I think it's time for you to find somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I'll still be here uh, and well, if you need me, um, but I do recommend that you look for somebody else. Because, you know, like all I have is my experience and that's how this program works. And that's why you pick people who, when you're in a room, you hear them share and you're like, oh, I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Or that was me. That was my life. I felt that way. And they don't feel that way anymore. I want that. Right. So we hope that was helpful. Yeah. And so, I think we're done. So don't sponsor shop. No. It's bad. Shop around for a sponsor? Is that a better way to put it? Mm. Like in the beginning, wouldn't you say that you're shopping for a sponsor? Yeah, but some people shop for a year or longer. Um, how do you how do you get sane? How do you stay oh, sane? Know. How do you not drink if you're still six months in and still looking for a sober? A sponsor. I'm like, yeah, still looking for a sober. I guess that's where the genius... Yes, I speak good English. <laughs> I guess that's where the genius of getting a temporary sponsor immediately is because then you yeah. can wait for the right moment for God to present because I really do believe sponsor-sponsy relationship is divine appointment. You can wait for that right moment where God brings someone into your life and you go, oh yes, that's her. Or, oh yeah, that's him. So jump on the temporary sponsor bandwagon. And I, I jokingly tell people, if they're telling you things that you don't want to hear, they're probably a good sponsor for you. Mm. If you get a sponsor who's telling you everything that you want to hear, like, yeah, you're right. Your husband is an asshole. And, oh, yeah, that's a horrible situation. Poor you. Mm. Not a good choice. Yeah. I don't think. But that's just my opinion. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And this is Sober, Sober Chicks, Chicks Recovery. Recovery. Pew, pew. Pew. pew.